It's time for Honest Reflection in Youth Ministry. Whether you are 19 and are just getting started or have been serving in ministry for 19 years, we hope this weekly dose of honesty and humor helps. Welcome to After Nine, the most honest conversation in youth ministry. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 87 of After Nine. Uh, You're getting this one this week because Chad was planning on being out of town for camp stuff and... Karen and I's baby came early. So uh, we're going to give you some of our favorite camp stories this week and let you get caught up on some other After 9. If you are a new listener, these are some stories from the back channels, the archives of After 9. And we wanted to get you caught up a little bit on what's going on with After 9 today. So little stories from yesteryear and a little updates for what's going on right now. Uh, Chad is healthy and well and is down doing camp, speaking and teaching like he loves to do. Uh, I am at home resting with my beautiful wife, Karen, and our oldest son, Isaiah, and our brand new baby, Gideon, Gideon James. Yep. I love them biblical names. So Isaiah and Gideon are hanging out, taking a little bit of vacation uh, this week and next. And so we'll have some brand new After 9 for you soon. We all get back together. But we want to get you caught up and didn't want to miss a week because we have updates for you on some things that are happening in and around After 9. So if you've been a listener for a long time or if you're brand new to the thing, After 9 is the podcast where we want to ask the most honest questions that youth ministers, youth workers, and student pastors are asking. And so it gets its name from that midweek walk across the parking lot or that Sunday evening drive home after typically 9 p.m. when you are processing, asking the questions related to what did I do this week? Did it matter? What is this thing called youth ministry? On top of all that, we also have some really fun, cool things going on with not just the podcast every week, but with Youth Ministry Booster, which is kind of our resource community that if you are looking for not just stuff to help implement and put in your youth ministry, but a community of people that care deeply, you've got to check out YMB at youthministrybooster.com. We're giving away some stuff. You got to go to after9.show slash contest. Our good buddy, Andrew Root, uh, who is a youth ministry professor and writer, is giving away a couple copies of his latest book, The Grace of Dogs. We want you to have that. So check out the Youth Ministry Booster stuff for the membership community. It's where you can get brand new packs of resources that are inclusive and comprehensive, a great resource community of people that care, ask questions. We have weekly meetups on, on, on Zoom to chat and talk, uh, get your coaching questions answered, and it's only $25 a month. So there's free stuff. There's fun stuff. Check it out. After show slash contest, youthministrybooster.com. Um, let this summer be a chance for you to savor and enjoy all that God is doing and get really excited for all that's about to happen in the next few months and this fall. We've got some really exciting guests coming up in the month of August, and I cannot wait. So please make sure to, to follow, subscribe, rate, and review all the After 9 stuff because you will not want to miss some of the cool people that we've got on the show later on this summer. But now, the throwback, the archive stories, it's some of our funniest and our favorites. And so whether you're new or you just need to hear these again, here's some great summertime stories. We'll see you next I, I love camp planning. I think camp planning, design, and execution is the great medium of youth ministry. Oh, you're a sick individual. <laughs> sick, sick, twisted person. <laughs> I love it, though. Like, I love the idea that, like, so it's the most engaged you have your students all year. And in many ways, it's the most time you get with your students all year inside of one week. So if you believe all the statistics that you get your kids 
two to three times a month, you know, so maybe you have 10 hours a month-ish or whatever for, you know, 10 or 11 months out of the year, that 100 hours of ministry, like, met alongside a five-day camp kind of equals out. I mean, obviously, they're sleeping for four to five hours a night and texting each other or being inappropriate or whatever, but but the consecutive, consistent hours of ministry during a week of camp rival that of the rest of your year of ministry. And so I think for a lot of folks that are kind of like, camp's stupid, I'm like, it's the, it's the most, like, like concentrated form of ministry all year long. And it's just one of those, um, if you do it right, if you make it a thing, like a thing worth, if you make it a thing that you want to go to, then maybe your kids will want to go to. <laughs> what Zach sees as engaged for an entire week, I see as trapped in a room. <laughs> Torment. <laughs> this, this, is why, this is why I get Fridays off. This is it. This is why I get Fridays off. This one week right here. <laughs> no, I, I, I enjoy camp. It, it, it is... Something that happens every year. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a tradition every summer, and so we do it. It's the, well, we've always done it. We've always done it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's not why I do it. What are some of your most memorable moments at camp? Most memorable? Like yes. in good or bad ways? Good. Okay, good ways. Uh, man, so for me, going, I grew up going to camp. And so my mom was a children's minister we talked about before. Yeah. Uh, so we were going to kids camp. Uh, and then I was helping out with kids camp when I was a youth. So there was like summers I was going to camp like two to three weeks of the summer. And so camp for us was, you know, staying in a cabin and having some music. I mean, like at camp is where I learned that you could play you know, guitar, and you could lead worship songs on a guitar, and that was really kind okay. of, like, pivotal for me. Uh, like I say, not near the guitar player I always wanted to be, but a lot of the things that I think that came about creatively or at least engaging in the ways that worship was important kind of broke the mold at camp because we grew up at a church that was fairly traditional, and so, you know, whenever the piano organ got a little raucous, like, that was, you know, the extent <laughs> of, like, like kind of contemporary music. Settle down in <laughs> like, here. Hey, that's horns on the organ. That's fancy. <laughs> And so I think I think I'm offensive, boy. I think I think having uh, the music part was really important. But there was some years that were really really impactful speakers um, that just shared scripture in a way that was really moving. Um, but I think for me that is where I identified who I was inside of the youth ministry. Very cool. I, I think the camp experience growing up um, can be the payoff for kids that are there all year round because you feel like you're in a leadership role. And so. Converse to that, um, being a youth pastor and watching my students engage and grow, I mean, it really is like a milestone kind of marker. I mean, that, you know, from this year to last year, who's there? Yeah. What have they learned? What are they talking about? Um, who's tall now, right? Like, like just like little kind of like, like these growth and these developmental things or whatever, like the seventh grade kid, you know, three years ago is now the sophomore guy that like brought his girlfriend and you're like, you have a girlfriend? Aren't you like four feet tall? Like, a month ago or whatever. Yeah. And so just like kind of the ways that those things change and grow, it's, it's a very kind of keen reminder that like what we're doing is happening along life's way for young people. That's kind of cool. I, I don't think that I've ever thought about camp in that way, right? It, it almost has this like family sitting around the dining room table yeah, kind of yeah. feel. You know what I mean? Well, because you're living together. And that, that's, I mean, I don't, I don't know for everybody else, but from, from our camp experiences, I mean, you're either in a cabin or you're in multiple cabins, and so you're doing a lot of meals together. Like, you're seeing each other in, like, all of life's way, right? right. Like, I don't, I don't know of any other time where you have three meals a day with your youth ministry students, right? I mean, you might have, like, a weekend thing where you have, like, a late-night pizza, or you might do, like, a Sunday morning breakfast or whatever. But, like, to, like, be with someone through the whole course of the day, like, uh, for, for multiple days, like— 
eventually like the shield kind of wears off and like the the essence of who we are kind right. of comes out so you can kind of see how your people uh how your students react and act and interact with each other and so yeah that's very cool um here's one of my favorite I, I need i need yeah i need a memory well as as a student which is where you went um i did not like camp at all um <laughs> were you like forced to go <laughs> oh totally was it was it mom or dad um well kind of grandma them grandma. and just friends that wanted me to go okay okay you were cajoled <laughs> i went home like early the first year <laughs> now, did you camp. find ways to go home early or it just so happened sometimes you went i home. called my parents and i said <laughs> come get me <laughs> oh i was hoping you were like the prankster that was like if i do this they'll totally send me home no i was like this is the worst thing ever it is hot they make me walk everywhere <laughs> i have to wear long pants in the evening tabernacle oh, yeah, why dude, why are we doing this i am out yes right. i did i called my parents i said you guys need to come get me <laughs> We're done here. <laughs> this thing is not for me in my life. So yeah, I went home. So and, there you go. and then God brought me into student ministry. And now you go every year. And you plan it every year. <laughs> I go multiple times and then speak at camps yes. and all that kind of deal. So um no, so here's one of my If they were ever gonna get you back, it's because they had to pay you to go. <laughs> <laughs> so um You crack the secret. That's it. You crack the code, yeah. If you act like you don't want to be go. there, they'll, they'll hire you to be there. They'll pay you to be there. <laughs> so um this was how long ago was this? Seven, eight years ago. Um we're doing our uh summer camp and at the time um we had this lake that was by the campground that we used. And so we had a jet ski and a tube. Okay. And kids could go tubing on yeah, the lake yeah. during free time. And um, I'm I'm walking around the campground. I'm like on the other end. I've got a walkie-talkie on me. And all of a sudden, I hear, hey, hey Chad, we need you down at the boat dock. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> what is happening? Why do they need me? So, because you need me to repair the boat? <laughs> Um, so I get in my sweet golf cart, which makes camp so much better if you have a golf cart. <laughs> Again, on this side of life, Chad Higgins is a big fan of camp. You're telling me I get my own personalized motorized vehicle? Amazing. Yeah. I'm in. Oh, I'm in. So I m- motor on down to the boat dock. The jet ski and the tube is at the dock. I see that there is a kid in the middle of this lake. Oh, no. All right. Just Stranded. Bobbing. Just bobbing. Just bobbing. And I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. And they're like, well, here's what happened. We were we were tubing <laughs> him around. He fell off, lost his swim trunks, and they sunk to the bottom. <laughs> so, so his we, bottoms are on the bottom. So Great. we got this kid out there in the middle of the lake that's naked. And, <laughs> and the leaders and all the kids are like, we don't know what to do. <laughs> and so then it's like, okay. Go out there, figure out where this kid's bunk is at. Because we had quite a few kids at camp. Sure. We don't know. I mean, I know what cabin this kid is in. Yeah. But I don't know specific bunks Bunk or where his or whatever, yeah. And all that kind of stuff. So he kind of tells us, we send one of his friends. We're like, all right, go get another pair of shorts yeah. and a towel. <laughs> Just something. Just just something. something. <laughs> so the, so the, we're like dressing so this kid. You, you out didn't the send a leader. You sent another student. You send one of his like buddies, quote unquote. To yeah, because okay. I would much rather his friend go through his bag. That's fair. Then yeah, maybe leader. we'll see. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, the kid comes out with just a shirt. He's, he's like, like ah, I got him socks. I got him socks. <laughs> You're not helpful. <laughs> You're not. So he's bobbing, waiting on a wardrobe change. Oh yeah, oh, yeah dude, yeah, he yeah. was out there for a long time. <laughs> 
I just love, there's got to be some kind of like Dante, like Inferno kind of punishment or whatever for camp or whatever. Like the fourth ring of hell is just like, <laughs> you're in the middle of the lake, man, but you got no pants. And it's just oh, like everybody lined on the, like, the, the shore, just like, is he going to come in? Is he going to come in? Well, here's the deal. This The kid that it happened to could not have been better because he was just – he's one of those kids that's just super funny and, yeah. like, really dry. So he's, like, laying into it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Like, when <laughs> – that dinner everybody's talking to him about, he's like, yep. He was like, I'm on the tube. He was like – he starts to swing me out wide. All of a sudden, whoop. And I'm like, I better get off the tube. <laughs> <laughs> wow all nice. right well done played yep yep that's good so, okay well if you're sharing funny stories this so this is like my funniest story so i need to set everybody up and like i, I need a laugh track on this one because <laughs> this is my this this was this was the moment that i became a youth pastor so if we're doing camp stories this is the one like <laughs> this is your rite of passage this is my rite of passage because it was my first summer okay as a full-time youth pastor and everything went wrong in this particular incident. So first summer, I just graduated college like weeks before. And like I've only been at the church for like three months. And so we go to this camp. The exciting part is that we had a huge surge in students show up for the camp. Um, for whatever reason, all these eighth and ninth graders came, which is a lot of fun because eighth graders are exciting and weird and great because they're like kind of hitting puberty but also like not sure what to do with it and so like half their voices are cracking and like the girls are taller than the boys and it's great like look at look at all this armpit air i have <laughs> i'm fuzzy you're like um, all right cindy <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh oh no oh no um so we had like 30 eighth graders 30 eighth graders like there were other students there but there's just this huge like like mob of eighth graders well a couple of my girls have brought a lot of their little girlfriends and a couple of the boys have brought all their dudes. So there's a lot of like, you know, flirtations kind of going around. Like they're like, they're like doing the whole, like who's going to pair off with who, who likes each other. I mean, like in the eighth grade way, but very much like, well, I like him and he likes her and this and that or whatever. Well, that's the setup for, I come back from playing volleyball one afternoon. And so like it was in the afternoon is like kind of rec options. So people can go play volleyball or swim in the lake or canoe or hang around the cabin or play basketball or whatever. So I get in with the group of people that are playing volleyball and I'm sweaty and like, I've got my, my cutoff t-shirt and my, my bandana, because, you know, even then I had a little bit of that bald spot and you never want to like cook, <laughs> cook that bald spot in the sun. And I walk in, just kind of sandy, sweaty, gross. And I'm met at the door by three of these eighth graders. And they're like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Is he in trouble? Is he going to go home? And I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm met at the door with, like, just anxiety of, like, oh, no. Like, what, what, what has happened, right? Like, they're already throwing out stuff like, he's got to go home, right? And it's just like, I don't know. Is, is he okay? I mean, it's, it's, I'm like, is he sick? Are we hurt? What's going on? We've already called DHS. We've already called DHS, and you're in trouble. <laughs> I was gone. Um, so I get back to the tune of somebody, we don't know who at this point. We find out later. Somebody has urinated all over the belongings, bed, and bag of one of my eighth grade boys. What? Like, 
the adult leader came out, confirmed it. They had already like pulled the sheets and the clothes and were throwing them in the wash. And I guess they had already sent one of the like cooks to go go get him like a fresh shirt and pants from from the like the little store down the road or whatever. But someone had urinated all over his stuff. Like smelled like pee, looked like pee, definitely pee. And in my head, I'm just like, what? Like, I'm like, because there's like, what? Like, who does that? And so, like, I I go into, like, what I now know is dad mode. At the time, I didn't know I had it in me. But I was very frustrated. Like, in, in in a way of, like, righteous anger that I had never felt before. And so, it's almost dinner time. So, I'm like like fuming, just trying to figure out like, where do I start? What do I say? Is this one of those moments where you like flip a table and like make a whip and go Jesus <laughs> temple kind of thing or whatever? Cause we had really stressed earlier in the week that like, you know, your bunk is kind of your private space. Like if you put stuff on your bunk, you should feel safe enough in the community that you can not have your stuff messed with or whatever. Well, Zach, you didn't say nothing about nobody peeing on it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I, officially, I didn't touch none of his stuff. Just my pee did. Gross. Gross. <laughs> And so I get up on the mic at dinner as we're all kind of like, they're like kind of lining up. And I'm like, all right, everybody, hold on before we start for dinner. Uh, gentlemen, we have an issue. Yeah. Someone has peed all over Michael's stuff. <laughs> so hold on. Zach. <laughs> I'm setting up the meal with this. I know. Go Sorry. <laughs> Young you fatser Zach. Yeah, this is twenty. This is the right moment to do that. <laughs> right before dinner. Right before dinner, we're going into the urination monologue. <laughs> and so, I was, all I right, told, I need to know who did it, no, and then so, I also need to know who's going to pray for this meal. Who's gonna, <laughs> I got P, I got number one over here, and I got a number two prayer over here. Great. So no, I, I didn't set it up that way. What I said was, gentlemen, we have an issue. Someone has messed with Michael's stuff. Okay. I'll be on the back porch. I would like for the man that did this to own up to it and come out and find me so we can talk about it on the back porch. I'll be there all through dinner. Come as you are mature enough to like show up or whatever. Okay. Like very much like if you're a man, you'll do it because right. I'm 23 and I think that that works for 14 year old boys. Cause they're, they're, they're like, no, he called my manhood into question. I'll own up to it. No, and that's not how it works. Anyway, so at dinner time on the back porch, I'm sitting, eating, still hasn't showered, still haven't cleaned up. I'm like sweaty, Sandy from volleyball, just fuming. Yeah. You're just, just angry. Eat, just fuming, eating pot roast. Just like, are you kidding me? You're rage stabbing some green beans <laughs> at my camp, at my camp. Are you kidding me? So nobody comes out. So everybody's cleaning up, going to kind of the worship gathering that night at the kind of like large pavilion, the tabernacle, and uh, they do the thing, and they come back, and we have like late night kind of cabin devotion stuff where we get together, right. share a little bit of the word, and some of our people like lead a song or two, kind of wrap up the night. So we go through all that, and everybody, I think, I think everybody's like, well, maybe, maybe somebody took care of it. Maybe it's like just done. So at the very end, finishing up the little wrap up of the night, and then I get up there, again, big, strong, 22-year-old Zach voice. All right, ladies, thank you much for joining us tonight. Uh, you can make your way back to the dorm bunk area. Gentlemen, we still have some unfinished business. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. So they're all like in their jammies or whatever, like sitting there like, what? What's going on? And so I was like, gentlemen, I'm going to give you one more opportunity. Earlier this afternoon, we had an incident in which one of our other brother's property was defaced. And I need someone to own up for what they did here today. It's just silent. Just like nobody's like moving. Like, kidding me? I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. And I was like, all right, stand up. 
So we all stood up, and I had them get out their student books and recite the part of the rules that talked about I will not mess with anybody's other stuff. And I was like, again, and they read it again. And I was like, again, like they're just reading like these three rules like over and over, and it's like very like little Dead Poet Society moment or whatever. So they get done, and I'm like, all right, does anybody have anything they want to say? And in my head, I'm like, I don't know where to go next, because short of like wanting to spank somebody or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know where to go other than like, I mean, I'm 22. These are 14 year old kids. They're not my kids. Are you asking kids like, Hey, who did this? I I had, I had spies out and nobody was talking. Like they had like Kona silenced this thing. And I was like, Someone needs to answer. But for what this. about these like three girls that were like, "Is he going home?" Like, did they not know who it was? No, 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 no. They thought the kid that had all of his stuff covered in pee was going home because uh. he was so mad. Sorry, they thought he was going home because because they all liked him, okay. and so that they were like because they were worried that their man crush was going home or whatever their little boy crush. Dude, it's, if this story ends with raccoons breaking into you, <laughs> your cabin, and it was. It was a raccoon that was, did it. It was raccoon pee. No, so, um, so in, in my head, I'm like, I don't know where else to go. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to get the truth out. Like, at this point, I've built it up. We're like, we're not gonna leave this place until we get it figured out. I don't know what to do. So, the back porch I was sitting on earlier is this big kind of concrete slab, and I was like, all right, we're gonna have to remember the Titans on this. <laughs> so we went out to the back porch no because way. nobody fessed up. I broke them up into two groups. So this is like other. F- football like style. It, this is like 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 midnight the team is midnight running. camp. It's like cool at night, and so I have them lined up facing each other, and they're running wind sprints at each other. Now here is the brotherhood moment that was so beautiful that I could not have planned for. They were all in their jammies, so they were either barefoot or in stocking feet. As they're running on this slab, running sprints to the middle to me and back, they're sliding. And they are colliding with each other. So these dudes are lined up and they're running to the middle, slipping, sliding, trying to stop before they get to me, hitting the ground and falling all over each other. And so we're just running them. I'm like, again, run, again, run, again. And like, they're starting to like actually be out of breath. And I'm telling my- you right now, this is the moment. Fat junior high cat, Chad. (laughs) I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. Call my parents. I need to call my mom. (laughs) I didn't pee on that kid's (laughs) stuff, and I'm not running. (laughs) It wasn't me. I didn't do it. Um, So they're running back and forth, and it's in this moment of like, okay, like what, like what do we do now? Like I'm trying not to laugh because it is the funniest thing to watch these kids collide into each other. And so they're running, they're running. We pause. I'm like, all right, does anybody have anything to say? Nothing. I just like breathing, looking at each other. Like you can kind of tell it's like. Dude, we're all paying for this crime, so somebody needs to fess up. Because especially the kids later that I knew that had no idea what was going on, other than that somebody had their stuff peed on, were like looking at me like, "What are we doing?" Like yeah. whatever. And I'm like, "Hey, man, brotherhood. It's what we're doing." So we ran a couple more times, a couple more times, and one of my sponsors is kind of looking and kind of gives me the whatever. So like, I pause again, and so we're pausing, and they're out of breath, and I'm like, "Guys, gentlemen, anything we want to say? Anybody want to own up for anything?" And this kid who's like in his mid-20s now, from the back of the lineup, he's like a seventh grade boy, new to the youth ministry, (laughs) is panning, and he goes, yeah, man, whoever did it, fess up, (laughs) grow some balls, and it erupts in laughter. 
And one of my adult leaders begins to kind of motion towards me. And the guy, like, very sheepishly from, like, the third row kind of steps up and says, kind of nod, kind of gives me the nod. And I'm right, all right, everybody else, back to your bunks. And so, anyway, he fessed up to it. We talked about it. We had the two guys meet. They were actually kind of friends a little bit. And I guess there was, like, a misunderstanding about some stuff or whatever. Come to find out the kids had put him up to it. Some of his other buddies put him up to it. And so the next day and the rest of the week, he had to do all of the KP setup, tables, chairs, cleaning, whatever. And in a way of good, like, atonement, his buddies, like, after he started, kind of started helping him a little bit and stuff or putting him up to it. But just that moment of not knowing what to do, like, that's not in the seminary playbook, right? <laughs> like, well, when a kid pees on somebody else's stuff at camp, the best thing to do is to invoke the Remember the Titans routine <laughs> and have them run on the back porch doing wind sprints until someone runs into each other and they learn the meaning of brotherhood. <laughs> so that was my 22-year-old, like, sometimes the play you run is the play in front of you. <laughs> and that play was the Remember the Titans bit. And it, it was, I don't know, I'll, I'll never forget. And for all those kids, they will never forget that that was... Um, that first summer, and that was the year that wow. somebody peed on somebody else's stuff. So camp, man, memorable, memorable stories. And you stories still like it? I still like it. I think it's great. <laughs> I think it's great. Wow, wow. So. All right, everybody, that's episode eighty-seven of After Nine, our summer camp remix stories. We would love to hear yours. So if you're on the Twitter. If you're on the Facebook, either send us a message or hashtag Summer Camp Stories. Mention us on Twitter or Facebook. Send us the message or a recording of it. But we need to get these summer camp stories out in the open so folks can hear them. Because surely I'm not the only one that had a student pee in a kid's bag. So I hope you're enjoying it. We're praying for you. We love you. We'll see you back next week. Thanks for listening to After 9. To continue the conversation, find us on Twitter or Facebook at After 9 Ministry. Or visit www.afternineministry.com to subscribe and learn more. I'm going to turn your world upside down. And I'm going to show you.